All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Resonate Into Riches podcast. I am your host, Marquise Trent, and today I'm so excited about this interview. Man, oh man, oh man. I got a good friend on this show today who has truly been a blessing to me in my life. Um, I've known her for several years. She has such a, such a sweet spirit. She's a go-getter. She's a hustler. She's a visionary. She's prophetic. Uh, Talking spiritual for y'all folks. Uh, like she just brings so much value to the table in general. Um, she, she really works her quote unquote magic. We use that term, you know, you know, according to our faith, but she works her magic with these funnels and we're going to talk about digital products. We're going to talk about the journey. We got a lot to talk about today. So I want to introduce to some and present to others, Mrs. Candace Michelle. How you doing today? Kirkwood. Kirkwood. <laughs> I love that introduction. Thank you so much, Coach Marquise. Listen, I'm telling you, it's all love for me. I absolutely love you, love your your family, your wife, and adore you Word. and love what God has placed on the inside of you. So I'm just- I I'm appreciate so it. Awesome. So let's talk. Tell us a little bit. Well, first introduce yourself and then we'll just get into the questions. Uh, so just a basic introduction, who you are, where you're from, then I'll start asking the questions, we're having some good quality conversation and everybody will benefit from it. Awesome. Well, as Coach Marquis said, I am Candice Michelle. Some may know me as Candice Kirkwood and I am a business coach. I'm a recovery coach. I'm a funnel strategist. Some may even say an architect. That's something I've been kind of cleaning like myself these days, a funnel architect. Um, but beyond that, you know, I'm a child of God. You know, I am someone who loves God deeply and I love my family, love my husband, my children, and I love God's people. And I'm just here to really um, be an ambassador in the earth for God and mm -hmm. you know, really pour out everything that he's put on the inside of me. And so some of the ways that I'm able to do that is through my business, through coaching, through my recovery coaching, through ministry praying, um, even, you know, uh, prophesying to people. So that is me. That's me. Wow. Fantastic. So you are from the great state of Texas. Man, I love this place. Yeah. I'm from Houston. <laughs> so you're from the Houston area, HTX. Side here in Texas, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> yeah, it's solid, man. For those if anybody been following me for any amount of time, I personally am from Richmond, Virginia, but I am residing in the DFW area. And man, sometimes, hey, sometimes I'm going to keep it real. Some people might jump on me for this. It is all good. But sometimes I'm like, man, I wish I was from here, man. I love home, man. 804, 804 forever, Richmond, Virginia, truly. Born and bred, two up, two down. But man, like, this place is, man, it's, it's, it's a, it's, Wow, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's so much, man. The wealth, the wealth that the that the place has itself is so huge. It's literally like its own country. It, it can literally be its own country. Uh, the diverse nature, uh, even the difference from H Town and Houston to the differences in the people in Dallas. Then you got San Antonio. Then you got, I mean, El Paso and and Austin. Just uh, Austin. That's the other Where one. Who those are? <laughs> You know, that's their so story. much. They say keep Austin weird, you know, because it is a little really? different. Yeah, it is. It's a different culture. Wow. 
um, what you would normally find in the Texas cities. But wow, we love it still the same. We love Austin. We love for Austin. sure, for sure. I think and it's that's a beautiful place. As a as a Texan, you know, from childhood they pretty much teach you like we learn the Texas song and we have wow. to sing that thing proud and strong. See? So see, yeah. and and you know that's that's. That's a part of, of the beauty of it. You know what I'm saying? Like when I first came down here, again, you see, and like when I was just driving through and like, I'm like, bro, these people got the star on the bridges. They got the flag on the bridge. They got the state on carved into the, the columns in the bridge. I was like, what is going on here? I'm like, no, this is different. Yeah. This is different. But it's I think it's a great thing. And y'all, this is this is random conversation, but this is good though. But it, it speaks, and just for those that's listening, um, I'm a Christian, she's a Christian. I don't this this podcast isn't overly spiritual or Christian, but at the same time, I am who I am, so I'll speak accordingly. So you'll get value, you know, as you do. But that that kind of goes to some of the things we'll probably talk about. So I'm gonna make a little note. Um, I'm gonna make a little note so that we can come back to it when we start talking about uh, your story and wealth and all of that type of stuff. But it just kind of takes me to the reality of the kingdom when you see not pride as in arrogance, but the pride in and the there's an excellence. Mm. Generally speaking, there's an excellence standard when I can when I come to Texas. And it is coming from a person who ain't born and raised here. You know what I'm saying? I came here. Briefly, when I uh, deployed, uh, I deployed out of El Paso, Texas, uh, back in many, many, many moons ago. But when I came here, came in driving through and going to places and going to 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 the mall and going to the to the bowling alley and just seeing this place, I'm like, Texas has a quality of life where get your stuff together. Yeah. I don't know how y'all did it. Where y'all at? Where y'all from? Right. When you come down here, get your mind right. We don't we don't put up with all. We don't move that way. We operate to a standard of excellence. Let me and I'm like, this is me. real. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. You bringing that up actually <laughs> brings something up for me because long ago, there was a hurricane. We all remember it. Hurricane Katrina. And what it did oh, was man. it brought a lot of people from Louisiana over to Texas. And yep. they thought that it was something else. They thought that they could bring like mm. a certain element, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. so when they came, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to speak for us, especially, you know, me being from Houston, Texas, what I saw. Yeah. They thought, oh, wow, y'all living good. You know what I'm saying? Y'all living mm-hmm. pushed. Let me, let me take, let me go grab. Yeah, because that's what a lot of them be on, unfortunately. We don't play. We don't play in the streets and we don't play with our policemen, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Literally, we don't play. And it is, there's a certain level there's a standard, you know, um, in this state, and that, I, like I said, we just we are proud, we're happy for that, you know, we're for sure. For that. I love it, I really do. So, tell us a little bit about uh, your upbringing and coming up in the H Town area, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, although you know, I'm from Houston, I was you know, raised in a suburb outside of Houston, it's Channel, okay, and but my my mother and my father they were literally raised in the heart of Houston in Fifth Ward, Texas. Fifth Ward. Okay, you know the ghetto boys. You already know what's going mm-hmm. on. And so they moved us to the suburbs, which was very okay. interesting. It was extremely interesting because at the time I I wasn't you know 
white enough, you know, for the suburbs. And then I Mm -hmm. found out that when I got older, I wasn't black enough, you know? So it was very interesting dynamic, but Mm -hmm. I absolutely loved living there. And although as a child, definitely had some challenges, definitely came Mm -hmm. from a family where there was a lot of childhood trauma, domestic violence inside of the Mm -hmm. family, literally went on almost every week. Um, Mm -hmm. I tell this story just so that you can get a glimpse of, you know, um, the impact this had on me is that my mother, she actually almost severed both of her pinky uh, fingers off one day. Yeah. Because, you know, she, they were literally in an argument, my dad and my mom, and he did not want to fight at this time. And so she Mm -hmm. insisted that he would open the door. So she grabbed a butcher knife and she literally went to hacking the door and almost hacked her fingers off. In the post, you know, of that situation, I am with going to the doctor, going to the physical therapy so that she Mm -hmm. can get hand surgery on both of her hands. And we're literally doing this process for six months. And so So she did cut herself, but so she did cut herself. Yeah, it was blood everywhere. Okay, almost all. That's okay. Because I, okay, I thought it was at first, I thought it was like a figure of speech, like she was. Almost cut her fingers off, but no, she yeah, I mean, literally almost yeah, I mean, literally, chopped them off. That's a day that is ingrained in my brain. Ingrained. Just, you know, grit yeah. <laughs> free. Okay. Wow. And so, you know, there's blood everywhere. So I literally did not know. I li- I grew up in a home where I didn't know what was, you know, going to happen when I came out of school, you know, with someone wow. dead. You know, are we going to have to leave in the middle of the night, go to a family member's wow. home, um, go to a shelter? It just was a lot of, um, you know, disarray and trauma. Wow. So, first of all, that's a lot. That is a lot. And I. So let me let me ask this part too, because um, I think this is this is just one of those conversations. For me personally, living in both the city and the suburbs, um, I have a I have a various. I have a wide spectrum. I got a whole bunch of different type of experiences. But so one of my questions, this is also what I've experienced. Like there's levels to the suburb. Now, people that have lived in the city their whole lives, they just kind of clump it all together. But anybody that's lived in either both or just the suburb, they know it's levels. Like it's, it's levels to it. So you got like, yeah, you might not be in the city no more. You're on the outskirts. But it ain't the suburbs like you think it is. This just ain't the city. But then you got like the suburbs where it's like the birds chirping and the dogs barking like like yeah. Jesus was talking about on that song. And it's like it's like truly affluent yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah. it's it's different levels. You got well, this ain't the city, but it go down out here. Like there's mm-hmm. drug sales going on. You got shootings and shooting going on out here. Like so, yeah, this ain't the city. This the county, as they call it, but mm-hmm. it go down out here. But if you go further, further, like don't none of that go on. The streets clean. That's how it ain't looks. no trash in the Dollar General parking lot. <laughs> uh huh. That's exact. We didn't even have a Dollar General. We didn't even have many stores out there. You know, maybe a Randall's, okay, Kroger's. But yeah, it was definitely we were sheltered. You know, we were sheltered, but it's like at the same time, we had some good elements because mm-hmm. mom and daddy was always fighting and mom and dad was also always dealing with, you know, poverty and, you know, living mm-hmm. in that feast to famine 
situation where you get the lights cut off. So it's like we still had a lot of hood mm-hmm. things going on. In Absolutely. <laughs> so they came out of it. They was trying not, which which is proper. It's it's kind of one of those things because in our culture, it's like like you were saying, blacks will try to ridicule others or at least the children if if their parents are trying to create a better environment. Say that they want a better environment, but clown you if you get in a better environment. So I think that's kind of a, a cycle that kind of keeps our people down in and of itself, a part of it. But then, as you got to see, the mindset has to be, it ain't just, oh, let me leave from Fifth War and then everything's okay. Yeah. You got to leave from Fifth War and work on rewiring your yeah. own mind. So good. You know, so they literally left it, but they were still it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, and we'll, we we can talk about that, y'all, because we're going to talk about wealth and, and acquiring wealth and the things that's necessary. And that's a key right there that we spoke about. So, um, so, all right, now you're a little older. Uh, what type of jobs did you have? Like, because I know we're going to talk about, you know, the wealth that you were able to attain and all that, but like coming from working class, what type of jobs and stuff did you have? Let me say this before I tell you about what kind of jobs I had. One of my first businesses I started was when I was like seven, nine years old. And Whoa. What it, yep. What it was, was me and my best friend going from house to house, picking up roses and flowers from other people's yards. And then we would go and resell those roses. <laughs> so wow. when you say she's a hustler, yes. Always been one. You know what I'm saying? That was See? one of my first selling it for 50 cents or a dollar, okay? And we had so many that actually took pity on us. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll buy these flowers that you probably picked out of someone's yard. That is so funny. But that, that was see, it's so much in that, though. There's so much in that. So I made a post on Facebook a couple of days ago. I was listening to a podcast which sparked something in me which then caused for me to say what I said on Facebook, what I'm about to say right now. And I get to elaborate on it because some people probably looked at it and was like, what the world is he talking about? But I said on Facebook, what you hear, when you hear, Mm. is dependent upon the season that you're in or the growth that you've had. So what I mean by that is, there are certain things that you can't hear yet. Even though you audibly hear it you can't receive it because your mind your heart your being is not even in a place to receive that information so you won't even see certain stuff a certain way because you're not you're literally not there yet so what i heard now when you were seven to nine is so much in that because one you were a child child so at least around seven anyway you're still in theta you haven't fully received all of the programming that you're going to walk around with just yet. Mm-hmm. So it, it didn't really mean anything to you to say, hey, I shouldn't pick this flower. I should pick. You was like, hey, man, people like flowers. It's a lot of them out here. Let's grab them and go sell them. So you didn't have all of those fears and bondages oh, that kept good. you from being an entrepreneur. You said, hey, girl, let's go get these flowers. Mm-hmm. Let's go sell these flowers. Let's go get what it is that we want. Yes, I love that. And it's interesting you say that because my next business was me actually selling candy. 
I would go to Randall's. Mm-hmm. Remember I told you we had a Randall's. I would go to Randall's and get the Brax candy. I don't know if you know what that is. It's like mm-hmm. a yeah. You know, at that time, it was like, you know, really good candy. And so I would purchase it for by the pound, you know, and then I would sell it for 25 cents each. Literally every week, I'm coming home with $40 for that week from school. And I'm mm-hmm. hiding. I'm literally having a jacket on like this. I'm hiding the candy in here. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm over here slanging. <laughs> You know, man, so really slanging. You was so, making money. Listen. You was making money. See, always had that entrepreneur spirit. Always, you know, clearly. Um, and it wow. definitely was modeled. It was something that was modeled, like from my grandfather, my great grandfather mm-hmm. owned a church. Okay, um, my great, my grandfather actually had lots of properties that he, you know, would remodel and flip. And then I had uncles who were real real estate agents and realtors. They had their own little agencies, broker brokerages, and nice, all types nice. of. Things. So then I had an aunt that was a caterer. You know, she catered one of the um, the big newswoman's uh, wedding. You know, and so mm. it was modeled. You know, it's like I saw it, and I'm like, okay. And even my mom, he tried to like dabble in certain things. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, for sure. So. Whose fam? So was that your mom's side of the family? That was my next yeah. question. It was. It was my mom's side of the family. Yeah, yeah, it was. Y'all listen, listen, listen to what was said, man. Like I hope y'all really grasp that. Now you can't choose who you're born to. We, we know, we understand that. But what I've learned is, at some point, you have to let go mentally and emotionally yourself. You have to let go of the chains that are attached to maybe a not so beneficial family or whatever language you want to use. Well, my family from this and all I know is drunks and, and this and everybody was in prison. Although that may be true. And although there are some genetic uh, realities there, we all have the freedom of choice. Yeah. And as you move towards, by faith, move towards the life that you desire, it's just the way God set it up where those things will start to, to come into your life to start, you know, to help you fulfill that new vision that you have for yourself. But I was saying that because I said, you said my uncle was doing this, my grandfather, my great grand. So your mom, even though she had a lot of the mindset from the fifth ward to whatever, to, to whatever degree she was in, what she was in, because we all choose our paths enough. Yeah, go ahead. Let me go ahead. Because it's like a person can be two things at once because my mom. Cool. Go ahead. Let's go. Intelligent woman. And I actually, I've got, you know, the woman that you see today is because of her, you know, although she, although my, my uh, father had faults as well, but let me just, you know, kind of give her her flowers and her praise and both of them are, you know, they're, you know, they're deceased. They're gone. Okay. And so I absolutely honor them still to this day. But, you know, this is a part of my story, what I experienced. Mm-hmm. But I will say this is that she was a very much an accomplished secretary, okay, for MD mm-hmm. Anderson Cancer Hospital. And so mm-hmm. and back in that time, they just did not hire black people. You know what I'm saying? You had to, mm-hmm. you know, have some type of, uh, some type of anointing certifications mm-hmm. and all kind of good stuff. So she very much was that person and also to like, Literally, this lady was so creative 
extremely mm. creative and i believe i know that like god gave me a dose of that creativity word, and, so, word. and not only that but it's just her there was another part in her that i definitely resonate with it's her ability to overcome her resilience is what it is her resilience to overcome word. every situation in her life I saw that she modeled that no matter if we were dealing with difficult times, no matter if, you know, she was dealing with, you know, learned behavior, because honestly, it was learned behavior mm. from her parents. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be honest. Domestic abuse was something that we have dealt with, you know what I'm saying? As a court, you know what I'm saying? Unfortunately. Yeah. And so it was a learned behavior. And so they just came mm. together and modeled that same toxic behavior that they learned as kids. But at the same time, we did have good times too. It literally mm -hmm. was extreme mm -hmm. from one, it was like, it was bipolar. It was like from one extreme to the next. Mm -hmm. We would have really, really great times. We'd be on vacations, but then we'd have another extreme where the lights got cut off. Uh, Dad has been gone for two days. He was a, a rail, mm -hmm. railroad conductor. So he worked for the railroad and he really did make great money, but he also had an addiction. Addiction to crack because during that era, crack was out. Mm -hmm. So it's like all these things, you know what I'm saying? And I don't shy away from it. I don't, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It, it it is what it is. Is what what made me who I am. You know? Yeah, today. yeah, yeah. Wow. First of all, thank you for sharing that. Like because <sighs> powerful, powerful, and that is something that I've learned. The more the more I live, the more I learn, the more I grow into who God has called me to be. I've been analyzing my own life, surroundings, relationships so much more than ever. Uh, and people can be two things at one time or three things at one Like, yeah. totally, I've, I've seen it, I've lived it, I've been around it. Like, that is true. So, wow, thank you for sharing that, truly. Um, so, you got the entrepreneur gene, just straight like that. Like you got that. So when you started working, uh, about what type of when did you get into the workforce, and what was that experience like? Yes. And we'll start transitioning to the real deal. Yeah, for sure. My first job was Goodwill. Okay, I worked at Goodwill. I also worked at a soul food restaurant. I was 16 years old, and so I'm just doing the thing, working for minimum wage, and I'm already seeing, like, this got to be a different way. It's got to be a better way. This can't be yeah. Wow. Um, because I know Even at 16? Even at 16. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, listen, I noticed, I see, like, I had a, um, a boss. He was an owner, black guy, which, you know, is good for me because I was able to see entrepreneurism again being modeled in my life. So he owned the soul food restaurant, and then his wife also owned the beauty shop next to it. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, I'm here working all day and he's over here enjoying his family. This has got to right, What's going on? Yeah. Wow. At 16, At see? 16. And then during that Man. time, you know, I also, I had my first child. You know, I was a single mother at 17. And although okay. that him, I continued, you know, with my education, graduated, you know, went to college and I started wow. working in what they call corporate America, you know? So here I come, corporate America, doing the eight to five, doing a customer service thing. Um, and those were like literally the jobs that I worked. Um, mm -hmm. And I probably did that all the way up until, you know, like when I got married, I still worked customer service. But sometime okay. in between, you know, 
me and my husband being married for about five or six years or so, I started mm. to dive into entrepreneurism. Like Facebook had just came on the scene, 2011. Okay. I didn't have a Facebook profile at that time. I don't think I popped on Facebook to like 2014. And even okay. then, um, I wasn't really making money online, but I definitely yeah. community, you know, trying to network with other entrepreneurs and find out, hey, how do I make more money other than what these corporate positions are trying to give me. This it's mm. gotta be something different. Wow. Wow. So um how long have you been married? We have been married for twenty two years. Twenty two yes. Yes. Wow. Years. Man, that is that is amazing. Yeah. I hope y'all heard that man. Twenty two. That that's fantastic. Yes. That's fantastic. So yeah, that is so good. That is so good. So when you started, when you started getting into your entrepreneurship journey in general, was your husband supportive? Was he against it? Or was he like neutral or indifferent? I believe that he was sort of like neutral, but he did support at the same time. I think it was just something that was new to him, you know, Mm -hmm. because he Mm -hmm. is from the country, a rural town, like maybe less than 500 people kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And he himself, he had to venture out to actually get employment. Like, that's how I married him. He was my supervisor. You know, he was my supervisor and I met him and, you know, we started dating. So, interesting that he drove, he himself, he drove like an hour and a half away from his hometown, maybe even two hours away from his hometown every day to get to his job. And so it's like, that is dedication for us to meet. I was like, for sure. Yeah. So 30 minutes. Okay. An hour, uh, an hour and a half. Woo. Lord. Two is like, bro. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you hear stuff like that, like being in Richmond, you know, it's folks that would live in Richmond and drive to DC or live in DC and drive to Richmond, but use it like they'll commute from Richmond all the way up to DC, which is like an hour and a half, two hours. I'm like, bro, like, wow. it, it got to be, but see, even, even that, if we can explore that real quick, like for you to take a, a hour, let's just say, so the, the, the long, the farthest that I had drove uh, until recently uh, was an hour. I was driving track the trailer. I had got my CDA. I went through training and all that. And uh, so I was driving the track the trailer. And this was a company that had allowed you to kind of just come right on board instead of saying, oh, you need a year experience, two years. So I would drive from Richmond all the way up to this place. And it was an hour. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, bro, like this is different for me. I'm used to 10 minutes, 15 minutes, right. 20, maybe 25. But like, bro, an hour? So Mm-mm. One way, one way. So, what what do you think? Uh, having 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 experienced both worlds, what do you think in their mind says it's so good for me to give two hours per day of drive time? Like, I'm trying to formulate the question, but like, you understand what I'm saying? Well, well, not two hours. Let's say three and a half, three hours to four hours of drive time. I think for my husband, he wanted something different. He wanted, he really wanted to move to the city. And that really was his, his only way opportunity to do it is to like, Hey, I got to save some money. Let me get this job. And then he did ultimately end up moving to the city. We moved together. It had to be a good. Yeah. So, you know, of course, again, as we said, it's level. So you've tasted, you've tasted like some, 
like the the goodness of of entrepreneurship, which we'll get into shortly. But like coming up in our time and our era, you know, a good job, you know, clearly has to have some type of benefits, right? You know, dental, medical, whatever, 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 and then at least reasonable pay to drive two hours mm-hmm. uh, or an hour and a half, you know. So having tasted what you've, you know, we, we about to get into that, but having experienced what entrepreneurship can do, could you see if it was a, a job, a steady job paying, let's say 80000 80000 a year, an hour and a half drive one way, could you see yourself doing that? I don't think so because I'm going to tell you why. Okay, well, I'm just going to say this. You and I have experience making 25K in five days. How many hours did we spend doing that project? Man, uh, it, it won't 40. It won't 20. Right, exactly. So, and you're, you're right. The deliverables, I will say this, and we, you know, we're in the process of still doing the deliverables, but even even then, we just have to meet every other week for one hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, no biggie. Um, so no, <laughs> because I How, it doesn't make it does it, it doesn't it doesn't equate like it, you don't yeah. You literally and then like you mm-hmm. in one day, you know, it's up to you, but you could have a ten k day, a twenty k mm-hmm. day. A 30-day K, a 50K day. Once you get in that frequency of doing that thing, mm. I'm telling you, it's nothing but numbers. It becomes nothing but numbers. If you can do 1K in a day, then you certainly can do 10K. Mm. You certainly can do 20K. You certainly can do 50. You certainly can do 100. You certainly can do... Wow. You see what I'm saying here? In one day. In the So let's... let's mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Freedom that comes with being an entrepreneur is something different. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. I'm not tied. Wherever we know that, wherever we put our focus on, that is what's going to grow. If I'm sitting here focusing yeah. on another man's business, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I got all my focus building their business because I'm here mm-hmm. tied up. You know, I'm exchanging my my hours for dollars. I don't yeah. have any time to work on my business. To work on the yeah. thing on the inside of me that's like, you know, let's just be honest. When you're an entrepreneur, that's something that's pressing you to keep doing mm-hmm. it. It's an unnatural thing. It's a gift. Really, it's a thing from God. It's a gift that he wants you to Word. pursue and get out in the earth. You know that? And so... That is powerful. If you try to cut that off, you know, by going to work for someone else, you know, eh, I'm not saying, don't get me wrong, because there's some people yeah. who just quit their jobs and they just think they yeah. all this money without having systems in place, without having, you know, um, yeah. revenue coming in. Yeah. Sometimes jobs so, can help you and support you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I do believe in, I do believe in using that wisdom, uh, you know, work your nine to five, especially if you have responsibilities. Like I tell people, especially as a man, you know what I'm saying? You know, a job is a stepping stone as long as you have vision. I'm going to say that again. Yes. Your job is a stepping stone as long as you have vision. If you don't have vision, it's a dead end. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Because the job can be you, again, you know, if you are renting, then that can pay your rent. If you do have a home, you know, 
then that could be paying your mortgage, your you know insurance, or if you have a car note or car notes, you know gas. Like by all means, if you have a stable nine to five, eight to four job, being able to cover the main necessities of life, while you're able to take portions of your check each week, you know to invest in growing your business, whether it be for your Calendly or for your you know other forms of software coaching to help you cut your learning curve that's one of the biggest things i would say y'all once you develop you know say hey i can see myself doing this or whatever uh all right find a coach in that field yes because the what you want to do is you want to cut your learning curve as fast as possible you don't have to get it out the mud no more like it's 2024 somebody somewhere has done what it is you desire to do in that specific lane right there you know what i'm saying so for instance we're going to talk about what coach candace does she's talking about digital marketing and funnels so instead of you saying well hey you know let me go and learn how to do a funnel and let me you know do this and should i use click funnel should i use what can i even for what even is a funnel like before wait wait a minute you know you can find a person who's doing that in that space and you can tap into their mind yes whether it's a course, whether it's a book, whether it's a workshop, whether it's something, because you want to save yourself the time. If you're giving, already giving 40 hours, 50, if you're working overtime, like 60 hours, mm-hmm. many times when you get home, you got to find <laughs> that mm-hmm. internal to even want to do the work. Because you're like, bro, I didn't work 20 hours of overtime this week. Like, you're trying to come lay down, the churn wants some time, the wife wants some time. You know, you're trying to put time in your business, then you push it off, then you push it off, then you push it off, then you push it off. And that's the plan of the enemy against your destiny, right? That's the plan that he has to get you tight. We want to steal your time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because time is the thing that we have the most. It's a limited resource. Everything else is renewable. You can get money. You know what I'm saying? Word. Word. So... Yeah, that's my. That's powerful. So when you let's get into when you, um, when you came into the endeavor that you're doing now. I know a couple years ago you were doing you were teaching business credit and finance and credit. Like share a little bit about, excuse me, what it is you were doing then, where you've really started to see some some real big traction to where it is that you're doing now like in the the, the avenues that you, yeah. you have now well, i would say in 2020 was is really where i made the switch in the change so 2020 Word. i was literally just kind of i don't know operating a hobby to be honest with you i wasn't mm-hmm. really working my business and i wasn't really concerned about the revenue that was coming in and mm-hmm. i was freelancing a lot okay mm-hmm. and i had nothing on automation i didn't have any funnels or anything like that but 2020 changed that. And it was a miraculous year because I was so sick. I was sick as a dog during the 2020 mm. year. Because if you know a little bit about my story, I literally was chemically and physically addicted to a drug, a pharmaceutical drug that my doctor uh-huh. had me on. And I had to taper my way off of that. And I literally mm. almost lost my life many times during that two years of tapering. Wow. 2020 was the last year. In March 2020, was that was my last month of tapering. And during that time, I was working on my first evergreen funnel, my first ever course. 
My husband okay. had to help me because literally I didn't have the energy and I didn't have the cognitive ability. Mm. What I just said. And I, this is probably the first time I ever, you know, mentioned this to anyone that Word. pharmaceutical drug actually hindered me cognitively that I had to, you know, um, I didn't seek therapy. I just started mm. doing things, you know, practicing things myself, knowing that, you know, you can retrain your brain, you can grow your brain, you can use things like neuroplasticity to grow your brain and get it to where it needs to be. So, but anyhow, I literally could not figure out how to create a membership site. So I had to get my husband to help me. Mm. I'm here working on this whole master plan. And I'm like, man, I got to get this funnel up. You know, I'm seeing these little tiny funnels all over Facebook. And it's yeah. where they, um, you know, they're getting the people in at a low cost. And then they have an order bump. And then they have a one-time offer. And, you know, I, I, I want to build this thing, honey. And my husband was like my biggest supporter, so much so. I remember laying out on the bed, and he literally built the membership, my first membership, um, wow. for me because I could not understand the directions to do it. And so he helped me. And um, three weeks later, I made twenty, no, no, thirty, forty-three hundred dollars. Three weeks later, Whoa. I made forty-three hundred dollars. And I remember first funnel. First funnel. I remember when I got those first sales. I was running Facebook advertisement and I got those first sales. Seven dollars. Thirty-seven. Wow. No, actually, I'm sorry, it was I had something that was thirty-seven. It was thirty-seven dollars. And then it was like an order bump for seventeen. And then it was a one-time offer seven seventy-seven. So I'm getting these notifications on my phone from Stripe telling me that someone bought someone just bought your course. Someone just bought Listen, it changed the game for me because also, too, is that I didn't have to go and deliver that stuff. Why? Because mm. it was already automated. They received their passwords, their, you know, their mm. uh, login information. Everything they needed was inside the course. So it changed the game for me. It changed my mindset about making money online. I know it did. Right? Wow. And so when that happened, I just went from, you know, like famine to like, oh, wow. What can this be? So I went from zero to the next year in 2021, making $100,000, okay? Wow. On my business. And it was Fantastic. just, it was like, oh my gosh, it was just incredible to me. And it hasn't done anything but gotten better, right? So from that funnel, that first funnel, that first course, then I created what you were talking about before, uh, earlier, the business credit personal credit. And that's something that's mm -hmm. still ongoing. We're kind of on a hiatus right now, but we still have a lot of, mm -hmm. just somebody signed up today, you know? So we constantly get signups because Word. we have traffic going there from TikTok. People are watching my yeah. old TikTok videos and they go and purchase. So imagine wow. if I would get myself on TikTok, like I see a lot of people doing. And refocus. <laughs> listen, I'm glad that we're having this talk because I think that people want to come away with a lot of jewels. This is the thing. I am seeing people on TikTok and literally they're on TikTok live at least two hours a day. They're treating TikTok like Great. they come on for one hour in the morning and then one hour or so at mm. night and they are selling. They are having 25K weeks. Hello? What? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Remind, remind me to send you the young lady I'm talking about. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna sure. message that to you. But I'm also letting your audience know, I'm letting you guys know that this is the digital age. We live in a digital age. People are purchasing 
from their phones. Wow. Where are they spending most of their time at? We used to spend On a lot of times, you know, watching TV. We don't do that. Mm-hmm. We are spending wow. time on our phone. All our time is spent on our phone. So therefore, that's where the advertisement is. That's where you Come need, on now. that's where you need to be marketing your business, telling people what you can do for them, right? Producing content, just like we're doing here. You know? Yeah. And so these people, they have the eyes of the ones that are on TikTok. Somebody right now, they're they're literally they're they're putting content out there. They're live right now and they're they're making wow. sense. And you're not For sure. because you're not on there. And that goes to that's, that's to me too. I have yeah. we're almost at 10K on TikTok for our wealth ascension financial um department, you know, of our business. But we need to get on there consistently. I haven't posted since January. So when I say this, mm-hmm. I'm talking to not just, you know, you guys and you, but I'm talking to us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm talking to us. Yeah, <sighs> yeah I feel like Man, because it, you know, yeah, that's that's all I like to say. Like, because so, what what are your thoughts on picking a platform at times? Because I know that you can have like, well, man, you know, I'm on this platform, and anytime I get on this platform, like, yeah. and okay. and I know different coaches say different things. That's one other thing that I've learned. Like, narrow down who it is you listen to, because. Somebody says this, somebody says this, somebody says this, somebody say this, and you value their opinion and they get to a point where you can just be like, I don't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? It's so overload. Or it like does a, become like an overload. Say, um, I had a spiritual mentor that used to say that hey, watch who you're going to go see preach. Watch how you know whose meetings you're going to. Because you're going to this person, yeah. and that person, and you're gonna end up sick and you don't even know where you got it from. Wow. <laughs> okay, wow. Yeah. Going here to eat, going there to eat, you're sick and you don't know why. Yeah. Here's the, the thing that I would say to that is that you listen, there's a reason I, I, I create funnels. And right now we're having a change where the original or the traditional webinar is not working the way that it used to. Mm. You know why? Because people have gotten to a frame mind of short content. And which you know, because mm. this is what you're doing on your podcast. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're producing short form content out of mm-hmm. this long form content. And people mm-hmm. are eating it up because they want short form content. So what I would say to that is, don't worry about the platform. Just produce the short form content and then mm-hmm. disseminate it to the platforms. Disseminate it to YouTube. Disseminate it to Facebook. Disseminate it to TikTok. Are there places Word. where you get some traction right now? Yes. TikTok, yeah, YouTube, yeah. absolutely. Facebook, yeah. me is dead. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. When I say is dead, what? Let me let me clarify that. Facebook, clarify, is, coach. <laughs> Facebook is a place where advertisement dollars. Mm-hmm. It's not dead. It you know for sure mm-hmm. advertise there because a lot of people are there. Okay, billions of people. I, I forgot how many specifically, but there's a lot of people still on Facebook. What I mean to say is that as far as your algorithm, your reach, the way that Facebook does their algorithm, come on, let's really mm. think about how many people see your posts. Not many. You're right. You're right. You're Not right. Many. Why? Because right. it's a pay-to-play situation that Facebook wants you to advertise in order for you to get that reach. So if you are doing things organically, if you are organically trying to market your business, I would tell you to get up this, get this phone and go to TikTok. <laughs> Get okay. this phone and find you a home on TikTok and go live. Wow. Go live 
at least one hour a day. If you went live one hour a day, you can't tell me that you wouldn't be thousands richer. So on TikTok, do you have to have a certain qualification to go live? Or now it's just... You do, you do need to have a thousand followers. A thousand followers. A thousand okay. followers. Okay, so that would be your first goal. You know, for someone who's wanting to get on TikTok, your first goal is to get to a thousand. In order to get it to a thousand, you just need to post consistently. Post three times mm-hmm. a day. You know, I, t- I told this story that back in 2020, I gave my husband a strategy. I told him, I've seen it. I've seen it myself. I told him, post one video a day. He grew his TikTok to 40,000 people. Now, because he was a um, political channel, they actually <laughs> took away from him, unfortunately, you know, and he couldn't get that. He I saw it video. myself. Yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it myself. So cool, cool. So tell him for those. I mean, the audience that we're listening to, uh, that we're speaking to, I would say, you know, many of them are aware to some degree, but for some that might be transitioning, could you kind of give us an explanation of what a funnel is? Yeah, absolutely. So what I like to think about a funnel is just a process of you getting your customer to take the next step with you. Okay. It's Hmm. just you being intentional, if you will. Okay. Um. I'll explain it to you guys in this way. You ever went to the mall, right? To the food court. And, you know, you see them, they have their little, <laughs> you know, they have like their Chinese food sample and you go get oh, that sample time. and you eat that sample and that sample, it tastes good. And you're like, you know what? Yeah. Give me a, go ahead. Give me a combo. Let's, 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 <laughs> let's, let's get the kids and the husband a combo too. So literally that's what a funnel is. It's me giving you some upfront value. Okay. It could be free. It could be a freebie. It could be a low ticket um, offer. And I give Mm -hmm. you upfront value and I lead you down to the next step. So now Mm -hmm. while you're at the little buffet place, the Chinese place, you know, you're going to get your combo. You might get you a drink. You may also get some dessert. You know, you may even buy a gift card. That's a funnel. We go through funnels all day, every day. All the time. Same all thing here is when you go to a, a store, like here in Texas. I don't know if you had a chance, bro, to go to H-E-B. Y'all have H-E-Bs there? All the time. So if you go to H-E-B <laughs> Sunday, listen, the ones that I have over here, listen, they always have some good samples. They have their wines, mm. have all kinds of things. And so if you're going over there, you're taste testing. And then, you know, they say, oh, well, here, here's the coupon for the wine or for whatever mm-hmm. you taste it. If you mm-hmm. get the wine, plus you go and get the ice cream, you're going to get $5 off. Funnel. Mm-hmm. Funnel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Word. So, what has been your most successful because a lot of times, as you know, one of the biggest uh, not issues or obstacles, but factors of a successful funnel is having traffic. People have websites. People think they didn't arrive and they, oh, I got a website, oh, I got a funnel, oh, I got a book. Where my money at? Why ain't I rich today? <laughs> it's a traffic. You need a traffic source. So what What would you say have been your best traffic sources? I would definitely have to tell you Facebook advertisement is okay. yes for that. So even though I kind of, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of crapped on Facebook, but 
and I don't know if I clarify this, like Facebook is a place where you nurture your people. Like I have a group on mm. Facebook where I'm able to nurture people. They're able to build that like, know, and trust and really say, you know what? I like Candace. I want to spend money with her. And so, um, you know, I teach a methodology that your Facebook group is what I like to call your home. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's how comfortable you are. You know, it's your home. It's where you can be yourself, where you can really get to know people. They can really get to know you. And guess what? They start to want to spend money with you, right? They see that, Word. hey, I have this problem. Candace has a solution. Sure, let's let's go ahead and make this a transaction. So mm. that's the thing with Facebook. And so Facebook is still top shelf when it comes to them Facebook ads. Ideas. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And as far as growing your audience, I mean, you know, you know, I have shared with you one of my most successful ads. Of as of right now is an ad that I've been running for almost I guess over a month yeah a little bit over a month since December 6th I haven't checked it today because that thing just it runs on autopilot it's so smooth mm -hmm. I'm loving it but we have been averaging about 30 cents per lead okay what does that mean what does that equate to wow we already mm -hmm. had people to purchase like our little $97 or $100 offers from that nice. list. So we've already we're we're already in, you know, getting ready to be in profit mode. Just think about this. 2000 people. Now, I send out an email, I say I do an email broadcast and I say, you know, I have this offer, this special offer for 1111. Mm -hmm. All I need is maybe three, no, let's see. All I need is one person to take me up and I'm profitable. Right? Just I'm one. Profitable. Just one. Out of 2000 people. Yeah, just one. by the law of averages, the law of averages, at least one, at least of one them people say yes. Don't now, take advantage it, of it. It gets even it increases higher if you get people on the phone. You know what I'm saying? So like, here's the thing: where people start thinking funnels don't work, Facebook ads don't work. Listen, don't ever, ever, ever throw away a funnel. It does work. It is working. But you got to work it. So let me dive in a little bit deeper. Sometimes that's too much of a big step to ask someone to buy 1111 when they just met you. But Word. if you offer them something smaller, like $100, like a little planner session or whatever little session, okay? Mm -hmm. When you get on the phone and you exhibit what you can do, you exhibit your value, you put your value in the earth, right? On this call with them. And then you put an offer out there. They yeah. To say yes. How many would say yes to that? Now, so mm -hmm. that's the key. You see how we did that? We're not just trying yeah. to go straight from you are freebie on my list so you come by mm -hmm. my $1,000, $2,000 program course. No. Get them on the phone. It's too much of a big gap right there. Bridge yeah. the gap. So that's what's happening yeah. with a lot of people when they're running Facebook as they think that it's not working. It is working. It's absolutely mm -hmm. working. Now come on mm -hmm. and work the process. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, there's a there's a something. I think that was the answer for me also. Because uh, one, I don't mind jumping on the phone, and I think I think it always kind of depends on where a person is in their journey, yeah. where where they are in their finances, where they are in their entrepreneurial journey, and where they are in their mindset. And here's what I mean by that, like. Some people might say, oh, well, I'm going to set up a funnel. Well, I seen Coach Candace doing numbers or this person doing numbers or this person doing numbers. I don't feel like getting on the phone. 
Mm-hmm. I ain't got no VA. Like, let me just run an ad and they'll go through my funnel and order bumps and they'll spend $2,000. Then you might have a person that say, well, I know that I have good interpersonal skills and sales skills. So for sure, I'm going to run this, this, this ad to this funnel for them to book a call. Right. Because I know that the offer is two grand, fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. And even if it's their first time seeing me, yep. I'll let them get some upfront value, get them on a call, hear what type of goals they have, what desires they have for 2024, and then bridge the gap with my offer. Exactly. So, and both of those could work. Now, I would say that, um, you know, just building a funnel and trying to bring somebody into your $2,000 offer you're going to waste a lot of advertisement dollars doing that. But yes, get them mm-hmm. on a call, giving them upfront value or letting them come through a, a funnel where they, you know, maybe spend $100, $200, $300 with you or whatever. Um, and then following up. Yeah, definitely. So you so you have you have personally seen um, upsells and OTO or one-time offers of people, brand new customers spending that's that is my yeah that's my business model that's what we do with our funnels like they come in at seven dollars there's an order bump for 17 or 27 and then there's a one-time offer for 77 so they've just spent 150 with me brand new you know i'm saying cold traffic never saw my traffic okay yeah absolutely But it doesn't stop there because you have to have something on the back end. Because let's be honest, you getting seven, fifty, a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, that's not, you know, that's not gonna sustain you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're running a business, so you literally have to be sure that you're selling something higher ticket on the back end. You have a process to work them into that higher ticket container, um, yeah, or coaching or whatever it is that you are offering. Yeah, for sure. Fantastic, fantastic. Fantastic. So tell the people a little more how you serve them. What For those that are listening that may have uh, business ideas or, you know, financial goals and all this, and they hear how important or impactful the funnel could be, let the people know how you could help them and then let them know uh, as we get ready to close out where they can get your help from. For sure. So definitely, if you have something that you are knowledgeable about or that you have overcome um, and that you really want to turn into some type of digital product or you want to turn into a coaching program, I would say definitely get with me because here's the thing about me is that I literally know how to cash in on your passion, right? And how to create something that is creative, right? That no one else has. And then not just that, but how to like literally put it together in a funnel that, you know, kind of produces this step one, step two, step three, step four that everyone loves. Everyone loves to be told what's next. What do I need to do next? Okay. Wow. The part of the game. So um, definitely reach out to me, guys. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to have I have a. um a lead magnet or freebie that actually can give you 333 ideas for digital products that you guys to actually connect with me. I'm going to give that information over to coach Marquise. Um, and if you are thinking about setting up a group coaching program, I also have a free training on that. And so those are some ways that you guys can get um, in contact with me. And um, yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Fantastic. 
So for those that uh, listen to us on YouTube, you know, if you're seeing these shorts or if you're seeing, you know, her stuff will definitely be down in the description. Uh, if you're seeing this on Facebook or whatever, any other social media, it will be in the description. Um, and I will also be working on getting it onto the platforms. I believe I can put it also in the description on the uh, podcast platforms, y'all. So, yeah, look for her information in any of the descriptions on any of the platforms, both listening and visual. Uh, do that and, and take advantage of it. I've seen her. She's also helped me. Uh, she knows what she's doing. She loves God. She loves people. Uh, so that's truly a benefit for you all. Tell the people where they can find you. Okay, so you guys can actually find me on TikTok at Wealth Ascension. You can also find me on Facebook under Candace Michelle. Um, if you want to come into our free private you know community on facebook it is wealth ascension for coaches and entrepreneurs so that's where we're hanging out at yeah cool spell your name too for those that may not be uh c-a-n-d-a-c-e and then uh the next name middle name is what i go by michelle m-i-c-h-e-l-l-e and that's where you'll find cool cool well, thank you so much. A great conversation. Very impactful. Very insightful. I hope you all got a lot of value from it. I truly enjoy it. Yeah. And I I got to cut it off because, you know, we'll be on here talking and talking and talking and talking. So, yeah, y'all, I'm going to go ahead and cut the, cut the interview short a little bit because me and, me and Coach Candace can talk for some time. Just value. Just, just, just you know, iron shoppers, iron. So I hope y'all had so much value. Uh, please download these if you're listening on the podcast platforms. If you are watching or listening on YouTube and any other platforms, please like, please comment, share it with somebody else if you found value in this episode and subscribe to any channels uh, that you may find us on. Again, we are the Resonate Into Riches podcast. We hope you had a wonderful time. God bless you. We'll see you next time.